0: Hey, Power Pack fans. We record our shows about a month ahead of when we launched them, so we are a bit behind the curve. The next two episodes, we were still recording while we were in the same
1: room. Since then, the world has changed just a little bit. We saw the trend of social distancing and made changes to how we record to comply with the health recommendations.
0: With so many changes occurring as a result of this pandemic, we wanted to continue to provide our silly show to you as a way for you and your family to escape.
1: We also wanted to make some changes to our Patreon feed as well. We will be modifying the levels in order for more people to access the content. All of our monthly episodes will be available at the $1 level. We're not sure what the other levels will look like at this time, but we encourage all of our Patreon members to reduce or cancel their contributions, especially during these tough times. Be kind to each other and stay safe. Because you deserve it. The Punisher War Journal.
0: All out action and an all new series. Writing and layouts by Carl Potts
1: finished art by
0: Jim Lee. Every six weeks, starting in July, from Marvel. Welcome, dear listener, to our podcast, Jeff and Rick present Unpacking the Power of Power Pack.
1: Where we journey through each issue of the most underrated Marvel series of the 80s while drinking beer.
0: Analyzing awesome and amazing adolescent adventures and absorbing alcohol. I am Jeff. And I am
1: Rick. I have come here to chew bubble gum and a random banter. And I'm all out of bubble gum.
0: Listen here, Rowdy Righty Piper.
1: That's right. <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> they Live or is that Frogtown?
1: No, it's They Live. They Live, okay. Yeah.
0: I can never remember quite.
1: Yep. They live in Hell Comes to Frogtown. There's not really a big crossover there I, at all.
0: I no, no. There is a
1: Venn diagram that involves Ratty, Roddy, Roddy Piper. That,
0: that's pretty much it. And that's it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about a couple of things,
0: and I, I'm going to be very focused on what we're going to talk about here for my random mentor. There's two things I want to mention. One, reminder to everybody that there's the Power Pack Classic Omnibus Hardcover Volume 1 that's come out. And this is going to have like Power Packs. Issues number 1 through 36, Uncanny X-Men 195 and 205, Thor 363, X-Factor Annual 2, the Marvel Marvel graphic novel, Cloak and Dagger, Power Pack, Shelter from the Storm, which we are going to do sometime soon, and then the strange tales that we have already covered. All of that's going to be in this omnibus, and it's come out. It's it should be out about now. And I found it, and I finally ordered it because I was mm-hmm. looking for a good price point for myself. It's actually on InStockTrades.com for just sixty two fifty, which not bad because that's that book's over hundred bucks.
1: Yeah, so and there's a, a
0: lot of content in there. So
1: there is a huge amount of content in there. In fact, it's almost. Uh, everything that we've already done. Yes. So, that's, uh, working on two years of stuff or something. So, yeah, that's quite a bit. Yeah. Hey, you want to support
0: Marvel, you want to show them that you love Power Pack, that's the way to do it. And we are not even getting paid by in-stock trades or Marvel to do this announcement. It is free.
1: It is free.
0: <laughs> this is what we give back.
1: Yeah, just trying to find you the best price of a uh, product that we like. Yes. What you cannot buy, though, besides, you know... A Child's Laughter... Well, you can't uh, buy that. Love of a parent. <laughs> uh,
0: you can't buy those things. A really, also, really good sandwich. Also, what you cannot buy are some really awesome figures that one of our Oh yeah uh, that one of our fans, uh, Stephen Gray, made. Yeah, and custom, are,
1: custom power pack action figures. Amazing. Yes. And
0: he didn't make these for us. He made them for his daughter, but he sent us pictures and we will share these pictures on our website. So please definitely check out our website to see these really awesome action figures that this guy made. He made the figures. He made the costumes and the costumes are exquisite. They are spot on. Yes, they are really, really good. He even made it, it looks like like plastic packages to put them in as yeah, well. Yeah, it looks
1: like yeah, and yeah, it's little uh, individual sleeves saying "Power Pack" on them. Yep. And I don't know if he has a bio on the back or not. He didn't post <laughs> the uh, send us the back of the uh, of his cartons, but ah, oh, they're, they're these are really beautiful. Great.
0: I was so glad that he he shared these with us. So glad, in fact, that I went ahead and sent off copies of these pictures to June Brigman and Wheezy Simonson, mm. and they both really, really liked them. So. And when I told Stephen Gray that, he was very, very excited about that. <laughs> and, even good, he, and even though he said that he would not make, he, he, there's no money in the world that he would make these again, uh, <laughs> he did mention that he would make them for Wheezy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that is all I'm going to talk about with my random banter. Is anything special or interesting? Okay, good. Going on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, I'm actually also really impressed with what Stephen Gray did on these. I think it was a, a five-week custom job yeah. just on doing the uh, the Lycra costumes themselves. It is This man put a lot of effort into these things, and it shows, and they are amazing and well, well done. Yes. And... Uh, I feel for you when Wheezy goes, I would love to have a set of power pack action figures. And yet, if she
0: wants it and and she asks him, I, I'm sure he probably wouldn't say
1: anything. Cry no. it out <laughs> of his daughter's warm, living, crying hands. Mm, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, on that note, I mm-hmm. guess we should move forward. Yep. In order to do that, let's go ahead and start with what happened on our last episode. Jeff, two-sentence replay me, boy.
1: Fire me, boy. <laughs> An out-of-character Jack Power must deal with the tears and self-flagellation that comes with having a group of bullies to deal with at school that can only be dealt with after getting an unexpected mentor figure in the school's old super-strength janitor who teaches him a valuable lesson in self-worth before Jack goes out and gets beat up by the aforementioned bullies. While Jack was dealing with his metaphorical demons, the rest of the pack teamed up with Magic and Warlock to deal with an actual demon that appeared at their school that wanted to teach Magic a lesson or something. It wasn't really clear. Now that the this-out-of-any-and-all-continuity story has as much impact on the series as Yoda the Hamster did, two-sentence replay is over. Why don't you give me a beer and tell us what our Power Pack pick is? My pleasure, my
0: friend. In the ongoing effort to finally get some beers that I have bought out of my out of my house for this podcast hard job yeah it 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 sometimes is and i've had this one in here for a while i bought it for another episode and then i found something better for that episode but i decided to go ahead and use it for here because we're dealing with smoking we're dealing with a club that you know the kids are smoking Mm -hmm. and you know when it comes to those kind of that kind of peer pressure all you gotta hear is everybody wants some go on man everybody wants (laughs) some of this
1: (laughs) Uh, you want some, too. This is great. This is a uh, yellow label. And if uh, everybody wants some, was uh, it's a double India pale ale. But that was a Van Halen song yes, that was, was used in... Better off dead, a amazing amazing movie, and uh, in that the main character who worked at a like a fry a uh, burger shop, mm-hmm. he was singing that song and had little uh, claymation animated hamburgers and stuff that were talking to him, and in on the cover of this bo- uh, can it has a band of hamburgers and they're playing and singing music and everything. Yeah, yeah this is really great. This is funny. <laughs> I like how they got like a I think it's a, a Jack Daniels guitar and yeah it's a drummer with no drum. This just looks great. But I love the story time on this. It's brewed with mosaic hops and he's got me Velto Loco Amigos. Everybody wants some. A rotating single hop DIPA is only acceptable response to the call of DLR era Van Halen plus 80s cult classic movies. A giant teddy bear bigger than you. Sounds great. No, it really does sound good. But look, Beth, I gotta go. The Christmas tree is on fire. So... (laughs) I have no idea if this is going to be tasty or not. Yeah. Uh, but I'm all about it, just due to the uh, better off dead references. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 And and like I said, I the everybody wants some. I my mind is just, hey, hey, everybody wants some of these.
1: Yeah. yeah everybody take, take wants some. Them. Take some. Everybody in uh, issue number forty one wants a smoke. Literally yes. everybody is a smoker in this.
0: Let's go ahead and try this beer out here.
1: All righty. Well, it that smells
0: a, hoppy. It is very hoppy. This is eight percent ABV. And uh, I never got count of the IBU on it, but I am guessing since it's a double, it might be a little high. All right.
1: Well, let's look at this thing. This is a very hazy.
0: Very hazy. Very, 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 very,
1: very very hazy looking beer that almost is like uh, the color of a pine board, really. Yeah. Or uh, wheat sheets. Yeah. It's kind of in that color. What's weird about it, too, is that for as hazy it is, it has kind of almost like a a milky coloration to it too.
0: Yeah, a little bit there. Yeah. But it's it's you can't see through it at all. It's nope. pretty solid. Got lots of bubbles in it. Mm-hmm. Lots of bubbles. And it's um now that it's out of the can, I'm getting a lot more citrus on there.
1: Yeah, it has really heavy citrus notes on the nose.
0: Not as much uh the pine. I'm not getting as much pine or, or hops.
1: No, not really. It's just uh it's in fact what's weird on this is that the scent profile is uh changing just over like thirty seconds. It went from like I am really hoppy to I'm really citrusy to yeah, mildly citrusy, just, and that's just the nose on it. Ah, take and, a sip of that. Uh, do I want to? <laughs> You're making a face. It's an
0: I don't know face. Oh, weird. Yeah, I'm huh. not sure.
1: I almost got hit with some smoky on that. I'm
0: hitting with a whole lot of different flavors. Mm-hmm. My first sip was, oh, I got like a lot of citrus, and this is good. And then my second sip is, mm, this
1: is really sour. That's, yeah, that's that second sip is. It's almost like a... It's like a like musty, a, kind of a musty, rusty lemon. Yeah, you're, you're liking that lemon huh. there. Huh.
0: That's a... Third sip is better. Okay. There's a lot of different flavors here, and it's not flavors I'm really, like, putting together. No, it's, I'm
1: kind of getting... It shouldn't be, but I'm getting hit with a little bit of a smoky kind of flavor, kind of a wood flavor. So a little bit of that kind of okay. piney. Yeah, I'm getting citrus, that. Some sour.
0: A lot of sour. Some must. Uh, Huh. It's got some sharp notes and some sour notes in there. Uh, the, the, the citrus is hidden in there. I the, the smoky is hidden in there as well. I'm not getting a lot of hops, though. Mm-mm. So like, like usual with double IPAs, they kind of, when they double up the, the hops for double IPAs, they usually double up other things as well, and it tends to bury the hops. That's just weird. Yeah.
1: This is a weird flavor. Better Off Dead is a bit of a weird movie. I love it so much. Oh, I love it, too. Yeah. I'm just saying it's a bit of a weird movie. Okay. Hmm. I guess we'll see how we think about this in an hour.
0: We have a a stranger than normal book here, too. Yeah, yeah, it is a little bit weird. It is a more everyday urban type of a book, and yet a little odd, a little strange.
1: Yeah, it uh, deals with gang members and gun running and arsonists and smoking and cigarette smoking and smoking cigarettes and smoking.
0: So, So you say, but I don't think we really should talk about the book until we give people...
1: The rightful credit that they deserve. That sounds good. Power Pack, issue number 41, November 1988, Smokeout. Credits. Steve Hayer fired the story. No, wait. Record scratch sound effect on that. That is an error. It was actually written by Louise Simonson, and no matter what this book says, Louise Simonson wrote this. This is, in fact, her last book, right? This is true. Sal Valuto, Penciled in Glory, Stan Drake, inked in the folks. Don Hudson did backgrounds in smoke. Joe Rosen lettered the names. Glennis Oliver colored the flames. Carl Potts edits with sparks. Tom DeFalco left the last marks.
0: Featuring Power Pack, Alex Power aka Destroyer, Julie Power aka Molecula,
1: Jack Power aka Counterweight, Katie Power aka Starstreak, Let's dive right into the action, as Power Pack is facing off against a gang of arms runners.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. But I have to say that sounds kind of dumb. Why would they face off against people that are running on their arms? A powered-up Alex is facing off against
1: some toughs holding knives and chains.
0: But if they are arms runners, how are they holding the knives and chains? With their feet?
1: The rest of the team is trying to stop the weapons wagon as it screeches down the alley.
0: Not very safe driving, if you ask me. But what do people running on their arms need a weapon wagon for? Uh, Ah, wait, wait, wait. I just figured it out. Arms runners are gun runners and gang members. Got it. I'm up to speed now. It's been a long week. I'm sorry. Uh,
1: This honestly makes a lot more sense to me now. The pack is looking to put the pin back in this grenade of a turf war by blowing up these bad pineapples. Now
0: I'm lost again, because I think you're just really stretching with this metaphor. You're doing more with it than it was designed to do, man.
1: These are the mean streets of New York. Meanwhile, a few blocks away... Home of some more shady characters doing some more shady crime. Oh, dear God, that was a sudden smash cut. Hopefully, we're not going to have any more of those. <laughs> Mr. Smoky McOut of Shape, a.k.a. Mr. Phillips, is getting shaken down by two goons. These men have come to collect on a loan their boss has given to this apparent slumlord. I betcha he did not get prime rates on that loan. The hired muscle finds a handgun Mr. Phillips is carrying as the coughing and wretched smoking waste explains that he is shaking the tenants as hard as he can, but they are behind on their rent and that he can't find a buyer for his building.
0: This guy is in the running for super of the year.
1: The nefarious nasties suggest that the lousy landlord look to enact his fire insurance policy.
0: What? They want him to burn his building down for money? Nope, I'm not even going to act surprised.
1: Wait, uh, why not? Because... SMASH CUT! Meanwhile in the superhero part of the story... Home of the Fantastic Fighting Family of Four. But not the four you would normally associate with the word fantastic.
0: Okay, that was another one-page smash cut. It's kind of getting annoying. Can we just stop this and focus on, you know, maybe one plot line at a time, you know,
1: please? <laughs> no, deal with it. The kids managed to crash the not-punisher, not-battle wagon, but they are still dealing with the other punks in the alley, and the gang's way of dealing with the situation is to beg the kids that they need to buy the guns to protect themselves. <laughs>
0: wow, lame. That is a persuasion check that they are going to have to roll with disadvantage.
1: But it works. Alex thinks it through and realizes that if they take away one side's guns, then the power balance is off. So he tells the team to let the deal take place.
0: Um, Okay. Well, you know what? I bet that the rest of the team accepts their leader's decision that it is so logical and to the point that it would make a Vulcan smile. For what? Okay, yeah. Not a good play. And even though Alex says he knows what he was doing, he really does not seem sure as even his stomach is hurting him in rebellion to his master class of
1: really good ideas. No, 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 Rick. It's okay. You see, Alex got a correspondence class in good ideas. Meanwhile, back at Smoky McChundergut's dilemma, home of the page and a panel smash cut to three panels. The wheezing lard lord
0: refuses to burn his building and then begs them not to break his right hand when one of the thugs wrenches his arm behind his back.
1: It seems like this is something that they have already done to his left hand. But we are in for a surprise when the other thug pushes a pen into Mr. Phillips' mouth and... smash cut. The Power Kids hold back and wait for the sale to complete. Bro, we just can't stand by and do nothing.
0: We're not. We'll get the van after this deal. I know what I'm doing. Uh, I think. But don't you think we... No time to think. The van's leaving. Go.
1: The deal is done and the pack is ready for action. They take off after the fleeing van.
0: Vroom! Unfortunately, the now gun-toning gang is not going to let these kids spring into action that easily. They want to work with the gunrunners again, so they raise their recently purchased weapons and fire on the pack.
2: Rat-a-bring-bring-bring! Bring.
1: And smash cut!
0: The thugs force Mr. Smokey, the slumlord, to sign his life insurance policy so that their boss, Mr. Angelo, is the beneficiary. They then inform him that he gets to pick which policy pays off his debt. The fire? Or his life? Smash cut! Back in Crime Alley, our young heroes survive their firing squad because instead of bullets flying at the kids, the guns explode. Killing one gang member, injuring the rest, sending them all running.
1: Jack still wants to go after the van, but Alex calls them off saying that a rival gang must have paid off the dealers to sell defective guns to this now-defunct gang.
0: Katie has already gone to call the police, and Julia is crying. Alex starts to walk away saying that they should just forget this. Forget about all of this.
1: And Alex continues to mentally complain about his stomach hurting.
0: Meanwhile in the other storyline, Home of the Terrible Trio. Well, as you remember, the asthmatic adult was refusing to burn his buildings down, right up until his arm was twisted behind his back and he was forced to his knees.
1: This was enough for him to capitulate and sign over anything that had any value to his life. And as the landlord shuffles away, holding his wrist, he sees the two hoods stop the van with the gun runners in it. Apparently, the gunrunners also borrowed money from these loan sharks, and thanks to power Pack not stopping them, they can now pay the money back. Baskit! Later, back at the power apartment, the kids are sitting in the living room, moping about the failed mission, and reading the happiest of stories in newspapers and magazines. With headlines like, Gulf
0: War Death Rates on Rise, Drug Traffic at its Highest Level, Crime Rate Up, and Child Abuse, these aren't happy stories at all. In fact, they are downright upsetting.
1: Alex is the most upset. Can you summarize his angst? Sure. He wants to fix the world, but it is just being stubborn. Drugs, gangs, guns, plastic bags, talk show hosts. Everything is a problem, and none of it is worth it. Alex rails for a while,
0: then heads to his room, holding his stomach. The rest of his family tries to comfort him, but he is not in the mood for it. Luckily, one of his friends stops by to invite Alex to a club, and the two take off in a transition to another storyline that was in no way
1: jarring. Dan informs Alex that his club has found a cool place to hang out, the basement of a rundown apartment building behind their school. Okay. Sounds... cool? Check it out. It gets better. They have to crawl into the basement through an open window. How is that better? Oh, wait, and, and, it looks like Mr. Phillips, from earlier, is the landlord. How topical! Because as Dan and Alex are sneaking in, we see a scene of the smoking slumlord kick out an old gentleman named Mr. Yancey for being three months late with his rent. I have to tell you, this sounds like a horrible setup, in a horrible place, with a horrible owner who will be horrible to the kids if they are caught. Just wait, we can turn that horrible meter up a few more notches. In the basement is the club Dan was talking about. Sheila, Scott, and Tina are sitting around with the leader of the gang, Marty.
0: Oh, Marty. You mean Mr. Cool wearing the sunglasses in
1: a basement with a red and yellow Jughead crown on his head? That leader? That Mr. Cool? Yep. And to make him even cooler, he starts the meeting by telling everyone to light him up. Apparently, it is a smoking club. And we're not talking pipes and cigars and whiskey in an adult setting. No, this is a bunch of teenagers and pre-teenagers with packs of cigarettes.
0: Yeah, this is pretty horrible. And Alex agrees. It takes him a second to say that this is not his scene. And even though Marty tries the chicken insult, Alex just walks away from the stupid club, holding his aching
1: stomach. Well, he tries to, but then he runs his bike into Mr. Yancey. Nice real nice in his defense he was not watching and alex does immediately apologize and offers to help yancey carry his meager belongings to a maintenance shed in central park it appears that yancey works there as a landscaper as he unlocks the door and puts his stuff in there
0: during the trip alex explains his problems with the new club to his new friend yancey asks some pointed questions about why alex is upset and gets alex to think about why he does
1: not like smoking and what would happen if he explained that to the rest of the club Alex thanks Yancey for the idea, and he rushes off. But while this is happening, another smoker in the story, Mr. Phillips, has been busy on the phone asking Mr. Angelo, the loan shark, if he could borrow the two associates he saw in the van to help him burn down his building.
0: Huh, you know what? I think some bad stuff is going to happen in this story.
1: You know, I think you're right. But first, smash cut!
0: Back to the clubhouse! Alex has visited his local library and picked up some literature on the effects of smoking on your body. Really? What kind of books? Let's see. Black Lung and the Seven Coughs by Walt Disney, Here's Coughing at You Kid by Humphrey Bogart, True Tar by John Wayne.
1: There's something really wrong with you, Rick.
0: Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I get that. Anyway, the graphic books that Alex did bring are having the appropriate effect on 80% of his target audience. And while the teens started with the course of gross and yuck and the stubbing out of many a butt, the leader of the cigarette pack has had enough. With a push, a shove, and a command to light back up, and a sneer and remark at the knowledge dropped, he brings his crew back around to his way of thinking
1: apparently an insult is enough to take away facts who would believe that in this day and age (laughs) alex walks away holding his stomach while feeling sorry for himself he also starts to do that thing where you start noticing that thing that you're thinking about you know that thing even though you butchered that sentence
0: i think i know what you mean he starts seeing everybody smoking and he is amazed that it is legal even though everyone knows it causes cancer then to top it all off He sees a smoker tossed a used match next to a garbage can. A litter bug. He must
1: be stopped. Um, yeah. Alex, the early years punisher, confronts this (laughs) villain and not only gets a face full of cigarette smoke for his troubles, but he gets his face shoved into the garbage can too. Not a good day. For the superhero. Don't you fret. He's not taking this garbage bath lying down. No, he stands up to take a garbage shower. He powers up on a piece of trash and blasts a mini Powerball at the punk's lit cigarette.
0: Zwap! While I applaud the magician-like precision control Alex had, I feel that blasting an object from someone's mouth is not proper superhero etiquette. He may lose some points for his house.
1: The punk freaks out, stubs out the smoke, throws it away in a trash can, I might add, and starts to run out of the park saying that he must have just faced an alien or something. So, I guess it is a secret identity revealing win? Hooray! And, koinky dinks of
0: Quinky Dinks, Alex finds himself under a tree that his new friend Yancey is working on. The old man did not really see what happened, but his genial attitude meets the hard wall of Alex’s angry, teenage angst. I see, Alex failed. And it is Yancy's fault. Yancy tells
1: Alex that he has a poor attitude about this, but Alex believes differently.
0: Poor attitude? What other attitude can I have? Look at the world. The people are just destroying themselves in any way they know how. How am I supposed to save the, I mean, care for the world when it doesn't care for itself? If people aren't shooting guns at each other, they're shooting dope in each other. The more I care, the more my stomach hurts. And I'm just tired of caring.
1: And with that, Alex has become my spirit animal.
0: Yancey tries a standard, sport, don't give up and keep your chin up approach, but Alex would rather pass on his rage against the machine to this kind old man. And Alex's words of how he doesn't need the advice from someone who has to live in a shack cut deep, causing Yancy to cry.
1: And as Alex goes home, he decides that he should just stop caring. Good on you, Alex. Give up. That is the way to really succeed at life. No, no, it isn't. It's, that's, it's the opposite of that. You're
0: rooting for the wrong thing. Oh, yeah? Am I? I ask because my family motto is Quiti dum vestre primista. Okay, I'll bite. What does that mean? Quit while you're ahead. Nice. That night, Alex is not done doling out his dark drama. He unloads both verbal barrels of his anger and bile at his siblings, going so
1: far as to quitting the team. Because, why not? To add more fire to this, uh bonfire, Dan comes in. Dan feels bad about what happened, and he really wants Alex to come back and try again. He knows Alex is right, but the club obeys Marty because of, uh, reasons and stuff. Dan also points out that they are the only good club in town, but that they may not stay that way if someone like Alex doesn't join.
0: Well, I guess if you have a choice between drugs, drinking, guns, cigarettes, and, and full contact competitive chess, sure. But I think there may be some openings in some other activities as well. Alex
1: don't care. He don't care about nothing, and all of his not caring is resulting in his stomach continuing to hurt so bad that it brings him to tears. I still think that it's just a bad taco. No, but speaking of Smash Cuts, Mr. Bad Tacos himself, Phillips, is showing the two gun runners from earlier in the story the building that he wants torched. And? And
0: then, Smash Cut! We go back to Alex, who has wandered over to Yancey's maintenance shack in Central Park. And guess what? Um, Smash Cut? What? Nah! Why would you even guess that? What you should have guessed is that Alex is still really angry, but he also really wants to talk to someone, and he's willing to yell and pound and break a rake against a tree to talk
1: to Yancey, and to apologize. Wait. Wait. He's going to wake this old guy up in the middle of the night, break one of his tools of this job, and damage a tree that he cares for? Just to say, sorry?
0: Yeah, but keep this in mind. He's a teenager and he may not be thinking straight right now.
1: Well, the temper tantrum may have worked, but I think what really sealed it was that after Yancey comes outside, Alex collapses while holding his stomach and sobbing about how it hurts so much. They have a talk about how Yancey cares for the trees, how he does not give up on them no matter
0: how bad they get, and many times he saves them and they are healthy again. He explains that evil and badness are a lot like fungi. They eat away at the goodness of the world, but that doesn't mean you should give up. It is a nice little parable.
1: It is nice. And it convinces Alex to go and try again, which is a good thing, because during all of this, we have been seeing scenes of the smoking club meeting at the same smoking time and same smoking channel, arguing over Alex coming back. Unfortunately, their meeting is interrupted by the landlord wanting to commit arson.
0: Oh, that old chestnut. If I had a buck
1: for every time, wait, nope, not going to break the first rule of arson club. And the second rule of that, too. The frightened kids try to hide, but Mr. Phillips notices them noticing him doing illegal things. So, in a panic, the arsoning asthmatic... Uh, um... We're a family show, right? Last time I checked. Okay, hang on. Uh, I need to come up with another alliteration. How about, the
0: horrible huffing homeowner has a heinous hope of handling this heap of hysterical hooligans. He wants to lock the kids in the basement while it burns.
1: Ah, arson and murder one. Really racking up those crimes, aren't you, Mr. Phillips? Smash cut! A few blocks away at the power home, the rest of the pack saddle up to go find their missing brother.
2: Hurry, Katie. Alex still isn't back and I'm worried about him. I'm worried about him, too. I just had to go to the bathroom.
0: And with that, Katie has become my spirit animal. Smash cut! As Alex walks up to the club's hangout, he sees the smoke coming out from the basement and the new bars on the windows. Boy! Now the Smoking Club is glad to see Alex back, huh?
1: True, and it is a good thing that it is Alex that showed up. He is able to disintegrate the hinges on the door and pull it open. The club runs to safety, but Alex gets caught in the blast of the furnace blowing up.
0: Or does he? Dun dun dun! Earlier, the family decided they needed to head out to make sure he was okay. They had arrived on the scene just in time and flew him out of the way, but the building is lit.
1: Is it, though? I mean, it looks pretty old and dilapidated. I am not seeing what is cool about it. No,
0: not lit, but lit. Like, in a light with fire. <sighs> well, at least Power Pack gets it.
2: What are we going to do?
0: What well, we always do. It's up to us to deal with the fire once again.
1: Hey, Rick, it says here I should do a uh, We Didn't Start the Fire parody. That's nice, because, and how
0: do they deal with the fire? Destruction of public property. That is how. The kids abscond with one of the ubiquitous rooftop water towers Manhattan is known for. The detached and degraved drum is dragged to the domicile and dumped drenching the devouring disaster.
2: Shracked!
1: As Julie, Jack, and Katie replace the destroyed reservoir, Alex, who is stuck on the roof, spies a familiar non-battle wagon. You know, the one from the beginning of the issue.
0: Mr. Phillips has just finished paying off his two associates for their help. Question mark?
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that later. Before the trio can scamper like the rats that they are, Alex arrives on the scene ready to put an end to these shenanigans.
0: All three black hats pull out their weapons, but Quick Blast Destroyer launches three well placed power balls that hit each weapon. Nice shooting, Lex.
1: No, no, you meant Tex. No, I meant Alex. Ah. Mr. Philip takes off running, wheezing the entire way, while the other two get in the van and start playing Death Race 2000 with Alex. Luckily, he is a spry teenager and can tuck and roll with the best of them. He runs off, powering up on a garbage can, but gets caught in a dead end alley.
0: As the van quickly approaches him, Alex's bright glow blinds the two hoods, and he blasts a big hole in the road in front of the van. Shracht!
1: The two goons jump out of the stuck and now-burning vehicle, but still get caught in the blast of the van blowing up. Because it's the 80s, and that is what happens when vehicles wreck back then. Trust us, kids. Ask your parents.
0: And while we watch that burning tire rolling down the street, let's also talk about how worried you are about Alex. But I'm going to ease your little mind. He hid in another part of the big hole he made. His family is all really happy and proud of him and all of the destruction that he caused.
1: But wait, there's more. While all of the van wackiness occurred, Mr. Phillips was running his own private marathon. Some of the spectators were the smoking club who were picking through the debris from the aborted arson attempt looking for Alex. They abandoned these efforts to chase down this creep.
0: Now, why would they do this? Why, for one reason and one reason alone, REVENGE! Why else? So the overweight, chain-smoking-stressed-out landlord, who is still smoking, is now being chased by a group of angry teens. And the inevitable happens. He keels over and dies
1: of a heart attack. The smoking club gather around and quickly put two and two together and determine that it was the cigarettes that caused his death.
0: Now let's give credit where credit is due. It was King
1: Marty who makes that deduction. Yeah, but then Dan calls him on his previous behavior by saying that Marty always said that cigarettes were cool. You want to be cool or you want to be dead? Jeez, Dan,
0: I may be dumb, but I'm not stupid. The jury is still out on that, Marty, but sure, let's
1: believe what we want to believe.
0: The next day we find the newly minted Anti-Smoking Junior League meeting in Yancey's Maintenance Shack, declaring that the first order of business is to swear off cigarettes forever. With Alex looking on with pride. The and next issue revenge of the boogeyman
1: mm. <laughs> <laughs> i think it's time for themes of the issue rick with
0: power pack packaging time so we have another cover by our favorites john bogdanov and hillary mm mm-hmm. mhm and uh we have a uh, very action-packed and very, very kind of cool cover. I, I yeah. do like this cover. No, it looks um, pretty great. We have the battle wagon. <laughs> <It's
2: just laughs> we have the, we have the
0: non-punisher a... <laughs> battle wagon. Uh, so mean towards, to David. <laughs> <laughs> hurtling towards Alex, who is, he, he's powered up, and like the band's going so fast that a couple of wheels are bouncing off the road, and there's a guy in the back, like. You know, the back doors are open. There's a guy sitting in the back with his mouth open going, ah! Packing a double barrel. He's got a double barrel, and he's trying to shoot Julie, who's all clouded up. And and you got Jack, who's on the side of the van, who's like, you know, holding on to the side of the van like Spider-Man, almost, you know, grabbing it. And you got Katie coming right towards the window, front windshield, and you've got a guy leaning out, the driver leaning out with a gun. He's about to shoot Alex, and, and it's JKB, one, one, something, so we can, like, you know, find this license plate later on and
1: Yeah, find out know, where the person lives. They're
0: against the gun runners and yeah, I like this.
1: No, it is a great looking cover. It it is kind of reminiscent of two different scenes that happened in this because uh, you know one yeah, is when Alex is in the alleyway well, and yeah, the yeah. van was chasing him down there yeah. so that kind of covers that part because Alex is in a dead end area and the van's going to run into him and then previously yeah. what because they sh- they shut the van down Jack yeah. actually did it on his own he right. was like I got an idea he beefed up the G's on the van he made it really heavy right. so it slowed down and then kind of like buried itself in some cardboard boxes in an alley
0: and, and I think that this is it's more of the first scene than the last yeah. scene I think I think it's really that I mean it opens up with this you open up the book and it's like it's oh, basically right there yeah this is what we're talking about yep, 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 so yeah I like it it's a great introduction it's it's a first scene of the book it's it's really good I like it I, I like all the art in it because you know Savaludo does a good job with art yep. he does yeah good cover good art on the inside I can't say anything bad about that let's talk about some other things though mm-hmm. first of all this is the last issue of the series that Louis Simonson writes yeah and at the same time we're leading up, the next issue is the first issue of Power Pack and Inferno, Mm -hmm. so we're leading into Inferno, and Inferno was big for her yeah yeah she had a
1: lot of work going into that one she she had
0: x factor going on she had new mutants going on x-men was part of the 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 thing as well and there was a lot of other things there was a lot of writing that she's doing at the same time Mm -hmm. so it's kind of
1: understandable that she was gonna have to give up something
0: yeah so i mean this is her last issue and and then it's sad to see her go it really is we're not gonna see her until we get to the holiday special way down the line but
1: yeah we've got another uh, what is that 22 issues
0: yeah for that to happen yeah 20 and yeah, 22 23 more issues and, and then we'll get to that one and we got a few other things in there as well, but yeah, so...
1: It's sad to see Weezy go. Also, if you listen to us uh, when we talked to her in the interview with her, uh, she said she was kind of... The characters weren't really hers anymore. Yeah. She didn't feel like she knew them as she did because the art kept on changing and yeah. kind of some introductory stories and everything. And she was kind of just like, this was a thing I created, but I'm kind of ready to let it go because I... I think I, I think I'm done with it now. Yeah. but she is giving
0: off to John Bogdanov's yeah. hands for a few for for a while. For quite a little good, bit. yeah, for quite a bit of the run. Yeah, yeah so nice. we, we, I mean, there's still some good stuff coming up. So this issue about something.
1: Mm-hmm. What is it about?
0: It's about vans.
1: Yes, it is definitely about vans. <laughs> uh, not the shoes, but the vehicle. But the vehicle. Yeah. Um. Guns. Oh, uh, I didn't I Oh, no, I guess guns, I did pick guns. up on that. Yeah, it's I think about, I saw
0: it. It's about fire insurance.
1: Oh, definitely. It was def- it mostly was life and fire insurance. It was about uh, it was a uh, brought to you by State Farm. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's about um bad landlords, bad oh, bad yeah. bad landlords and bad slumlords lords yeah. um, and um it's also about, you know, proper care of trees.
1: Mm, yes it is. There was a, an entire section on that dedicated to uh yeah, the Arborist uh, yeah, the Arbor Society, which uh w- it was shocking and surprising to me, but I th- I think it was uh it was controversial enough to really, to fit in well with the series. But
0: it also touched
1: just briefly, just ever so briefly on uh, smoking. Mm. Uh, I think in the background yeah. of a park scene, I saw somebody <laughs> smoke in one panel, I yeah. think. so.
0: Very, very much an anti-smoking message that we got here. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. very, very
1: much so. Um, if, if not from page one, but from page two. Yeah. Till till the end. Till the end.
0: Till the end. And, okay. All right. Fine. It's good to have an anti-smoking message yeah. in here, and it's not too far off the beat, especially back in the '80s. It, it, smoking's cool, you know. That that was kind of a message that was put out, and you know, kids, younger kids were smoking, and that was the thing to do. So having Alex in there, like, All right, we're we're we're, we're going to address this message, and I'm not going to go too far into talking about more about smoking in this issue because I think both Jeff and I are going to get to it in our other sections. So we'll just say that this hits the uh, the the. Smoking anti smoking message pretty hard with that yeah, two by four. Yeah, it's
1: it's it's a PSA issue. Yeah. It really really is.
0: There's a couple of things that are that that I think don't fit quite right in this. They're trying to make the interesting connection between the gun runners mm-hmm. and the, and, the, and the associates that they've got that run this van, and they're trying to keep them in the story so that Alex and the team can take them down at the end. Yeah, so you can have somebody to fight later. So, apparently, Mister Phillips mm-hmm.
1: got these guys to help him burn down his building not his building. He uh he wanted to burn here's yeah. the thing. Yeah, he wanted to burn down his building except he's like the fire department is too close. My building won't burn mm-hmm. down for the insurance to pay off. The entire building has to be destroyed. It has to be totaled. But if the fire department comes, they'll be able to shut it down fast. So, his plan was to hire these two guys to go burn a warehouse yeah. that's in their district over there. And that way it's like it's farther away. It's pulling resources. They're going to have to they say they do an all call. They go out to that thing. Now they're going to have to split off some of them, but they have yeah. twice as far to go. That was the plan on that. It it reminded me actually of a uh, a bank robbery that I had uh, read about before, where it turns out that there was like only one road between the bank mm-hmm. and the police department. So the bank robbers cut a tree down over the road, and. Then just robbed the bank at their leisure because the police department right. couldn't get to it in any kind of timely fashion. So uh, it reminded me of that. It was it, it was a they were he was being a magician. He was misdirecting. He was right. getting your gaze over there while his left hand was doing this.
0: And I'm just thinking, really, you probably could have come up with a better way to do this oh, than yeah. these guys.
1: Uh, it was, it was to just tie the story. And right. I mean, there was like three or four different kind of divergent stories that had to get all mangled together in this. Yeah. And uh, again, honestly, I think it was just, Oh, it was a way of having a fight at the end. Yeah. And it was a way to, you know, it was the denouement of the first scene where, you know, Oh, there's the gun runners. Okay. The, the gang that was there, their steering line's gone because they're dead or crippled. And then, but we still need, you know, Jack was right. all about the van, the van, let's get the van. We got to stop these guys. So it was a way of, t- you know, putting a nice bow on from the beginning to the I don't end. Know, I, the I
0: think it might have worked a little bit better without that part of the story, without the entire oh, Gunrunner I, piece.
1: I could totally see that. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, I think that, like I said, I think they had the feeling like they needed to put somebody in there that they could fight. Yeah, Again, I fully agree yeah. they did not need to be in there.
0: Yeah, I think there might have been a better way to do it. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I think it was just adding one more element on this and, and making it... it yeah, it didn't need it. No. Didn't need it. No, um, they could
1: have streamlined the story a little bit and it yeah. would have been... It would have been it was just as fine. Yeah. In fact, it might have been a little bit better because then you wouldn't have this... No, this. No, these guys. Over here, right. there's this. And that's why I kept on... You know, I've added in a lot of the smash cut. Yeah. There was more smash cuts... In this then I then we covered in the issue there was literally one; it was one panel smash cuts it was just like mr. Phillips is doing this the gun runners are doing this but now Jack's over here doing this Alex is over here mystery it was like holy <laughs> and, okay, and, I get and, it. and the club's meeting here and this yeah. is what's happening with the club and now they're talking over here
0: and it was and, a lot and, of concurrent
1: yeah. things it made sense but right. it was just like
0: jarring jarring yeah I don't know if it worked as well as it could have. I mm-hmm. think there have been ways that worked a little bit better, maybe streamlining the story a bit more. But they still got they got the message out. So, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the other big thing in here is uh, we have one character, really, that's running the entire thing, and that's Mr. Angsty Alex. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Quite angsty. Completely run by his stomach. <laughs> yeah. So am I.
1: Honestly, but in a different way. In a much different way. A much, much different way.
0: It's the idea that he's caring so much that he is keeping, he's balling up his anger and his feelings and everything. And he's just tying himself in a knot and giving himself an ulcer. Yeah. And the more he cares, the more he hurts because he wants to care. He wants to solve everything, but he can't. Alex is taking on the entire world onto his shoulders. He is a teenage boy that's got one power. Yeah. (laughs) He needs to
1: settle down and know his role yeah well two powers technically he disintegrates as well yes (laughs) he destroys yes
0: i i this is the alex that is not my favorite no it is not my favorite at all No. i understand where they're going with this and i and in it very much in character for him yeah angst alex but at the same time it's like we have been through 41 issues he has got a family that can help him out Mm -hmm. he can work with his family to make to, to get these things done they need to have some more conversations yeah he needs to trust his family and it's like come on mm-hmm. but that's okay because his new best friend yancey
1: is gonna set him straight i know he got himself a magic janitor yes. or a magic groundskeeper or a magic butler it's I, that we've yeah, ta- we yeah. talked about this an issue yeah. or, or episode or two ago yeah. where it's the it's the magic mentor figure that comes in sprinkles the life advice you need and you never see them again
0: pretty much pretty much he's the jiminy cricket of the episode
1: yep i do like the
0: character of yancey actually oh yeah great I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing him more no honestly further.
1: yancey would be a great addition to this series he yeah. really would
0: and you know maybe helping giving advice for the kids and you know
1: because i don't think they even touch in on the junior smoking anti-smoking league again do no, they
0: no i this is one of uh this is louise simonson's story i mean it's, yeah. it's a
1: one and done kind of yeah. little issue it would just be neat if there was little touch-ins on sure. that again and they spent they, a, yeah, they yeah, spend yeah. tons of time in uh you know central park and it would right. be kind of nice to have that contact you yeah, know that man least, on the street their huggy least, bear you know
0: some more you know touches with other friends that that alex may have mm-hmm you know, we, we've seen the friends that Julie has over and over, and we see them a lot, but it would be nice to have just some normal everyday friends that do run in their lives a little yeah, more. Yeah,
1: it really would be, yeah, instead of just like, uh, I guess Franklin? you know and only, normal? yeah exactly normal <laughs> just yeah and what's kind of interesting in this is that they it was just a single line uh but it kind of established that dan had been around and he yeah. knows the family because it's like he comes to go get alex but when they're leaving he's like see you later jack yeah bye yeah bye, Hey, jack, you know it's just like yeah. he acknowledges jack and it's just like oh yeah they're friendly and they know each other right. okay that that's cool it was just a total throwaway line gave a little bit of substance to the right. world which yeah. i really liked
0: Louise Simonson does a good job with character building, even in very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. I even like the bad guy in here, Mr. Phillips. Oh, really?
1: I do like Mr. Phillips. I feel for him. I can understand.
0: Yeah, yeah. He, he's... There is some sympathetic that we have, or some sympathy we have for him, to a point. Yeah. He, he's a bad slumlord. We get that right away. He's made bad choices. He does nothing but find ways to... <laughs> to make them worse
1: he, he plays a game of shoots and ladders but he doesn't need a ladder yes yeah
0: kids do not grow up to be like mr phillips no
1: no <laughs> make don't
0: better choices yeah
1: basically uh does he learn from his mistakes rick uh no no he does not he oh, does not why not because no. <laughs> <sighs> he, he
0: sees he sees a path uh-huh. and the path is is paved It's on a gentle slope. Mm -hmm. It's it's covered with beautiful trees. Mm. There's free candy along that path. Oh, nice. Yes. He sees that path and says, (coughs) I don't want that path. (laughs) I'm going to go over here. I got a better idea. (laughs) This is better. (laughs) And that path is filled with broken glass, falling roofs, (laughs) feral dogs, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and packs and packs of cigarettes. Packs and <laughs> packs of cigarettes, yeah. yes. Poor Mr. Phillips. He doesn't have a chance to learn his lesson. No, he does No, didn't. he does not. No, no. Like Marty, let's go ahead and make better choices with our lives. So like Alex, let's go ahead and head on over to that library. Because Alex does go to a library, and he checks out a lot of books, and all those books beyond smoking. Now, I did not check out a book about smoking. In fact, I'll be honest and upfront with you gentle listeners. In my mind, I thought, oh, I'm readying to go with this issue and then i realized today i was not so i did a little bit of research here and i want to talk a little bit about comic books and their relationship with smoking it's fair to say that comics in the past were much more like the rest of the entertainment series it really glamorized smoking the cool the suave characters they were the ones who smoked You had the pretty people, you had the tough people, you had all the people who everybody wanted to be like, and they were always smoking. And that was really put forward by a lot of the tobacco companies. In the comics, it was very similar. You had people like The Thing, Wolverine, Nick Fury, just kind of the Marvel characters. They were all seen smoking at one time or another, and it was cool. And that was The Thing. Now, Marvel Comics, back in 2001, they decided that they were going to ban this, and this was after a lot of things that occurred. Uh, a lot of uh, parents started to complain about seeing a lot of characters smoking, and it kind of funny, it wasn't really necessarily in the comic books that they saw this, but it was in trading cards. Because trading cards were a lot easier for you know, parents to kind of flip through and like, hey, why is that character smoking? not cool. So there was a lot of campaigns, there was a lot of letters. First thing to go was smoking on trading cards. And then after that, Joe Quesada came in and he banned it outright. And it started off just being outside of the Max comics. But then after that, it became a ban that no heroes would smoke. And this was actually a little bit of a retroactive ban as well, because they went through in any reprints of trades or anything else like that, they would take out pictures of character smoking in some of those reprints. DC has not gone in an all-out band yet, as far as I can tell, but they've really moved away from blatant depictions without consequences. Commissioner Gordon was one of their characters who did smoke a lot, and they actually had a storyline where he had a smoking-related heart attack. Also, John Constantine, another character who is known for his smoking, had a major smoking arc just based upon his lung disease. While most comic books have had multiple books that have been made about drugs or against drugs, there have been a few, but not many, Anti smoking efforts or anti smoking focus books, but they've been more infamous instead of famous. Now, one of the most well known ones that came out was by DC Comics and it appeared in print between 1980 and 1982, and it was put out by the Health Education Council. They created a character called, and I'm not kidding, Nick O. Teen. Nicotine vs. Superman campaign was considered a success with over 800,000 children cutting out attached forms that came in, requesting more information from the HEC, and it was also praised and recommended by schools and parent groups. But to talk a little bit more about this nicotine character, uh, he didn't actually have any superpowers. He just would plot to offer free cigarettes to unsuspecting schoolchildren, and he would run at the first sight of Superman who could apprehend him with relative ease. Uh, his physical appearance is kind of funny. It's uh, It looks like a 1920s film villain, but the top hat looks more like a burnt cigarette butt. <laughs> his teeth were stained bright yellow, distinctive side effect of someone who regularly smokes. And, of course, his name, pretty awesome. You know, there hasn't been as much, you know, big, really effective anti-smoking, you know, campaigns. I, I would say that probably the best one is just Joe Quesada's ban on smoking in the Marvel comic books, which I do have to applaud that because... The heroes shouldn't be seen smoking. It's a it's a simple thing, and it might not be as perfect as we want. You know, we we may want to see Wolverine smoke because you know he's got the healing factor and all. But at the same time, why bother? You don't need it. That's all I got to say about that. Why don't you tell me about why smoking's bad, Jeff?
1: Now, Rick, I don't know if you noticed or not, but smoking played a big role in this issue. In fact, we even saw a character die of a heart attack brought on by his smoking. So this got me thinking, what effects does smoking have on the heart? The truth of the matter is that besides your heart, smoking affects every part of your body, from your skin to your lungs, in very negative ways. Smoking damages your heart and blood circulation, increasing the risk of conditions such as coronary heart disease, heart attack, and stroke. It also damages blood vessels and arteries that supply blood to your brain. Carbon monoxide from the smoke and nicotine both put a strain on the heart by making it work faster. They also increase your risk of blood clots. Other chemicals in cigarette smoke damage the lining of your coronary arteries, leading to furring of the arteries. In fact, Smoking doubles your risk of having a heart attack. And if you smoke, you have twice the risk of dying from coronary heart disease than lifetime non-smokers. The good news, though, is that after only one year of not smoking, your risk is reduced by half. And after stopping for 15 years, your risk is similar to that of someone who has never smoked at all. So, Mr. Phyllis might have found out this information the hard way, but the kids in this comic found out just in time. And that is this week's Science Corner.
0: Nice. Short. To the point. And with all of that out of the way, let's move on to the pretty, pretty pictures in this book. Some of which do have
1: cigarettes in them. Yeah, I bet they do. I bet they do, too. It'd be hard not to.
0: But before we get to any serious ones, let's get to the funny ones. Mm Mm-hmm. Hit me with a funny one, buddy boy.
1: Okay, my joke backup one is on page seven, and I call it Pick a Hair Color, Jack. (laughs) Now, this isn't... Exactly one image. This is actually about four or five. And it's because on this page, Jack's hair color goes from in the top panel it's brown, in the next panel down it's green, and in then the two panels under that it's orange. So it just it's a Glennis Oliver coloring uh problem. It is just I don't
0: blame Glennis Oliver. I blame you, Jeff. Okay, I think you blame me. Your bad eyesight is causing his hair to change different colors.
1: It's his uh yeah, he's getting a secondary mutation on his power. No, I'm not which gonna it's... blame I'm not gonna blame Gladys Oliver. I'm blaming you. Alright. You. Yep, that sounds right. That sounds like a, a thing that I caused Jack to have happen. He's like, I think I'll gravity my hair into whatever color I want. That's how gravity works.
0: That may be how gravity works, but let me explain to you how smoking does not work. Okay, how does smoking not work, Rick? Let me show you on page four. We have a panel here in the center mm. where uh one of our bad guys gives Mr. Phillips the pen and puts it right in his mouth. And this is what I call smoke this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There was just something very funny about a guy just shoving that pen right in his mouth. I found it to be
1: Hilarious, Especially in a book that is anti-smoking. Oh, exactly. No, I get that. It is, uh, no, there's a lot of things that can be kind of taken out of context or even just the appearance of them in this book that are kind of just funny, just looking on all on their very own. Yeah. And yeah, having a, a pen, you know, the pen cap stuffed into a person's mouth to kind of open up the pen is, uh, it's, it was a surprise. Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> what is your top funny one? My top funny one is on page five and I call it, oh no, where did they get these guns from? <laughs> <laughs> and this is the top left-hand panel, and it's after uh, Alex let the gun deal go through, and they were gonna go stop the van, but the gang members were like, "No, no, nope. no, you can't do that." Nope. And they pulled the guns on Power Pack, and like it shows Jack, and he's high tailing it away, and Alex is like caught. Just like a gape, and Katie is flying around holding her head. Oh Yeah, and Julie's like, "Oh, how's this happening? It's just everybody has a face of like, "What? How could this have possibly (laughs) happened?" (laughs) Now they have guns somehow.
0: How can our bad choices have made this happen?
1: (laughs) How could how could our comeuppance happen so quickly? (laughs) They made bad choices, and it paid off in just spades immediately. <laughs> and
0: I can tell you exactly how or why that happened. Uh-huh. Are you ready for this? Yeah,
1: I'm ready for it. Turn to page 20. hmm The
0: reason is, is because they made a bad choice when they were asked this simple, simple question. Do you feel lunky? Well, do you punk? Because up on the top of page 20, kind of a little bit in the middle there, we have a uh, Bald Larry. Not dirty Harry, bald Larry, <laughs> holding a forty, smoking forty-five. Yeah,
1: we'll assume that's yeah. We'll assume Mister Phillips' first name is Larry, is what we're gonna assume. <laughs>
0: Yo, I'm gonna go with my pun. I think it's a really punny pun. I like it. <laughs> okay, go ahead and tell me what your best one
1: was. My backup best one is on page twenty-six, and I call it "Crime Slash Garbage Alley." <laughs> and this is the top left-hand panel, and this is when uh, Alex has decided to go after the gun runners on his own after uh, you know dealing with the the burning building and yeah. everything, and <laughs> and he's in an alleyway disintegrating a garbage can, and the van's chasing him down. And I just I just thought it looked really cool because it's like yeah, this van is going through some tight alleyways to chase down this kid when yes. they could just be <laughs> they could just leave,
0: but they can't leave their battle. With Wagon.
1: I mean, they could just drive away. They, they could. Have, they have but, very little skin in this game right now. This is true,
0: but it wouldn't advance the plot. So you no, know, we got not. that going. Alex is not being very uh, eco-friendly. Because he is disintegrating a garbage can, which mm. could be used to put garbage in.
1: Yeah, he was in a rush. He was yeah, just like, yeah, I need yeah, to charge yeah. up, but I don't have time. I can't do it on the run. Or can't I? So, and so, so he grabbed it, again a garbage can. But, in, yeah. but instead
0: of like you know people throwing garbage in the garbage can, they're yeah. going to throw it on the ground. So that just, way to go, Alex. I know. They'll just
1: go. They'll throw it in nothing because their expectations that a garbage can would be there. I know. It's very sad. There's also <laughs> My aspect uh, thought of it is also, too, is just like, just eat the van. You want to stop it? Just yeah. charge the van and disintegrate it. You got it. You you're, got you're it done? S- that, yeah.
0: Speaking of the van, mm-hmm. go a page forward and I'll tell you what my backup one was because it also is van related. Okay. And I call this undercarried shot. Ah. So y- you have Alex running with the garbage can, which yep. once again, bad job, <laughs> Alex. But the shot is taken from underneath the van you see the undercarriage of the van which i think is actually kind of a cool shot no it's that very, is a cool it, shot it's just a different way of looking at it
1: no and it's framed alex really well because yeah. it's like he's in a tunnel or he's like at the end of a barrel yeah. kind of thing just with the the way that they've got the van and the ground <laughs> of the smoke
0: da, da, na, na, na.
1: uh-huh yep. <laughs> Instead of the
0: barrel shot it's the undercarriage it shot. is <laughs> it's
1: rusty agent alex is about to get a pop quiz and that pop <laughs> quiz is can you survive a van attack my pop quiz to you is what is your favorite piece of artwork I don't know if I can answer this. I'll probably get shot at the end. Uh, my <laughs> <laughs> my very, very favorite piece of art in this is on page 21, all blowed up. And this is the bottom right-hand panel. And it is uh, after Alex... After the, the furnace in the building has exploded, and Alex is caught in the explosion. And it just... It is very visceral and it shows his body and he's just he's getting ragged all the way and there's just flame and explosions and just a garbage can lid and his clothes are getting torn. It's just like somebody got caught. Originally I thought it was Dan that got yeah. caught in the explosion, but it's actually Alex that got caught in the explosion, and he looks it's just like he's getting shredded. I'm
0: sorry, somebody's dead here. Yeah, I mean somebody's it, it, dead. It, it, somebody
1: it, it, did not survive it, 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 this.
0: That is not a survivable thing. No, you it
1: know. does not look survivable. No, no it at does all.
0: not. No, it does not.
1: But it was just the, the impact of that image. It's you know, it's a small little corner one, but I was like, that that's really cool because yeah. it's like, like I said, I thought it was Dan. You can't tell who it is. You just know somebody. somebody's having a very bad time right, right now.
0: Speaking of bad times, mm-hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and segue into that. Uh-huh. Go forward to page 24, and I call this one Triple Shot.
1: Ah, uh, Yeah. <laughs>
0: And once again, in an effort to cheat, <laughs> one panel, three interior panels, and it is Alex doing a triple Powerball shot that is taking away the guns in the two bad guys and Mr. Phillips' hands, Yep, and then you see them running away afterwards in the under uh, behind scenes panel.
1: Yeah. No, it's cool with the smoking guns on the ground and everybody going, hoof it. Yeah, it's it's it it's good looking. Those yeah, are really I like neat. that one.
0: I do like that one. It's 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 kind of one of your one that you would normally choose. Yeah, it's
1: interesting uh, lighting and coloration.
0: I'm and everything. kind of disappointed you uh, didn't
1: choose it. Okay, well I'm sorry. And I'm I- gonna actually make fun of you because of you didn't choose it. Okay, how would you insult me for not picking that? What what well, what uh, mean and hurtful, rubbery and glue type words would you say to me?
0: Well, I I will tell you exactly what they are, and I mm-hmm. and, and to help you out, I will even tell you. I will tell you this. Mm-hmm. That is, you can find
1: it on page twelve. Okay. So the words that you wish to say to me are on page 12. And you ready for this one? You're out, wimp. Beat it. This club's not for nerds. Wow. (laughs) Wow, I feel that. Is that hurtful? Yeah, that is is very hurtful. hurtful. That is, mm, man. Ow. Ow. You're out, wimp. I am out. Beat it. I know. Nerd. Nerd. I know. Uh, you hit me Thank on. Thank you,
0: Marty. Thank yeah. you, King Marty.
1: Yeah, Marty uh, <laughs> Marty is a puppet master. He can he get people to smoke at will, and he can get Rick to insult me uh, uh-huh. as he wishes. Uh-huh. He's like, ha, 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 now tell Jeff that he's a smelly <laughs> doo-doo head. You,
0: you think you got some? Good? Come at me. All come right. at, me, come, at, come at me, bro. Come at me, bro.
1: Come at you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> My backup rubber and glue moment is on page 11. And this is after Alex has come back to the club to introduce them to the, you know, what's wrong with smoking with all the graphic books and, uh, you know, showing like diseased lungs and things like that. And I just love the fact that, uh, you know, it's like Dan's all like, oh, look at that picture of a smoker's lungs. And she's all, ooh gross. But then they go on and say more stuff. And then Sheila, looking at her cigarette, is like, ooh double gross. And double gross is what seals it for me. I think that's very childish, very... It's not just gross; it's and, double gross. And yet,
0: in less than three panels, she's lighting back up. Oh so, yeah, I know. You know well,
1: because yeah. immediately, Marty's all like, "You're gonna listen to this nerd. Everybody smoke up or get out." And yeah. then they're all is like, "Ooh, smoking's bad for you." And then everybody starts laughing at Alex again because apparently they forgot uh, everything that happened up to thirty seconds ago. <laughs> they have goldfish brains,
0: but that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay because guess what? What King Marty's got this. King Marty's got this, my friend. What's he gonna say? He, he's gonna say this. He's gonna say this. And um, I and I quote yeah. and I quote. You want to be cool or you want to be dead? Jeez, man, I may be dumb, but I'm not stupid.
1: <laughs> and what page is that found on?
0: That's found on page twenty
1: seven. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah.
0: And uh, you want to be cool or you want to be dead? Jeez, man, I may be dumb, but I'm not, not stupid.
1: stupid. Yeah. Yeah, Marty knows what's what. He's what's what? What's yeah. what? Uh, especially, what's what? Uh, it, I think what uh, he had a cursed item with his Jughead hat. Uh-huh. Because uh, after he lost that in the fire, he got he, a lot smarter and a lot, smarter. lot cooler. Well, no, yeah. actually,
0: actually, he's got it there uh, a couple panels before, but I think it is him taking off that hat. Once he takes off that hat, much better. Really, really, it comes down to, it's the fault of the hat. Oh, you're right. The hat did survive the yeah. fire. It, huh. it's, it's, once yeah. he pulls the hat off, yeah. he's not so much of a jerk anymore. That's right. Oh, man.
1: I, thought, I, I totally thought that he had lost in the fire, but... Nope, he just decided to stop wearing it. Do you have a different one for your top one? I do. And really? It, yep, it is on page 16. And it is uh, not so much childish and insulting as in just cripplingly mean. It's Yancey and Alex at his shack, and Alex is all angsty. And Yancy's just like, Alex, you can't give up. And Alex is all oh, great. More words of wisdom. I'm getting advice from a man who has to live in a shack because he can't keep up his rent payments. And he's telling me how to live. Thanks. But no, thanks, Yancey. I don't need your advice. Look where your attitude has gotten you. And it's just like, whoa, that's way past rubber and glue and just way into just like insightful and cutting and horrible because this is, a, like, his new friend who has just been kicked out of his house uh-huh. and just burning a guy to the ground because of, it's like, your life choices have led you here. You now live in a shack. Yeah, What weight should any of your words have for me?
0: Easy. He's got friends, and at the moment, you don't, Alex. Yeah, there's <laughs> really that, yeah. <laughs> Alright, I think that's gonna segue us quite well into Stars, Stars in and
1: detention Stars and time, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, we need to talk about Who's the best
1: and who's the worst? Mm-hmm. And who's in
0: the detention this time?
1: Uh, I think we would probably say it on Alex. I, I It's Alex. It's got to
0: be Alex. <laughs> of three, just a Alex. jerky teenage kid. Oh, yeah. He's terrible. He's uh, horrible. Yeah, he comes, and even at the end.
1: Yeah, even his come around is he's still, it's like, now he's going to go solo the drug the gun runners. And oh, he's my gotta, family
0: did a good job putting out the fire. Oh, there's the drug runs. I'm going to take them out myself. Yeah,
1: gun runners. But, yeah, you
0: yeah. haven't made it yet. No, no, he
1: made like zero advancement. Uh, Come on, he made he, he got a bit better, but his. His negatives outweigh his positives yeah. by just extreme amounts. Angst, and the aspect, angst, too, where angst. it's just like, even him wanting to go apologize to Yancey, yeah. he goes there by pounding on his door and then breaking, breaking his away. tools yeah. on his job. And, it's like And
0: then, and then, to top it all off, you know what? We're going to have our club meeting in your new home.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, at least they're not smoking the place up. Yeah, it's just, it's. <laughs> I don't, Yancey seems happy about it. Yancy seems happy he, about it, but he, I mean, he, like he is his a very—if
0: yeah. Yancy bent over backwards anymore, yeah. let me tell yeah, you, yeah, there's really
1: that. But you know, it's like even Yancey's last words, you know, because they're like, you know. They're kind of you know the club's looking at Alex mm. going hey what about Alex got, you know what about mm. Alex you know how are we doing and he's like you know guys there may be hope for you yet and Yancy's all There's there sure is, is. <laughs> you know so he's happy he's he, happy without them but you he's know, a nurturer he's a gardener he takes care of the future he knows you same, got you got to take care of the, the crops now to you know to have at plants the same like time
0: that. you know what he also could probably do what? hey kids uh, I like this anti-smoking thing but let's talk about a little bit of nature yeah do kids want to help me out like doing some yeah. maintenance around here yeah
1: you want to help out my house you want to give me a place to stay well
0: not to, just you know, I know it's my job to do the mm-hmm. maintenance here in Central Park, but you know what, kids? Volunteer. You want to do a club? How about a club out here doing some stuff around Central oh, Park? Oh, that would actually
1: be pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So a little side
0: That much more of a jerk.
1: Yeah, I get that. I <laughs> totally see that.
0: All right, let's go to the other side.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you think was the best kid? I'm Because I, I, I bounced back and forth between two, like I, two people. I went with Jack. Oh, okay. I really was thinking about going Jack, but I have gone another way. What, what did you like uh, about Jack?
0: I like Jack because at the beginning he had some good ideas. He oh, one yeah. of, He's the one who took down the, the van yep. and he seemed to be very supportive throughout most of us. He's not like, even come on, Alex, just talk to us. Yeah. So I, I, I saw a lot more good things with Alex or with Jack at the beginning.
1: So. Yeah, no, Jack was great. And he was, he was on point. He was focused. Yeah. He was he constantly, he, he was, he was very much the mission. Yes. And coming up with ideas and yeah, his, uh, how to stop the van, uh, was great. Yes. Yeah. So Jack was very, very high on my list. And, and, and actually my automatic default was to go, Jack was the best kid yeah. and move on. But then I thought about it and I've decided Katie actually was the best kid. Go on. Katie had the wherewithal after the, uh, the recent gun purchasers fired on them, mm-hmm. and their guns exploded, killing and maiming and doing all the harm. You know, other people are you know like Alex is shooting a powerball in the sky, going no, and Jack's like the van's getting away, and Julie's crying, and Katie's like, I'm going to call nine one one. You know, she's like, somebody's injured. We need yeah. to get we need support. We need police. The, we need ambulance. The we two go good do that. ones
0: in there were Jack and Katie because yeah. even even Jack's thing. We got to stop that van. Yeah, that ain't a bad call. No,
1: it's not. Yeah. It, it, so, it, again, I like I said, yeah. I was originally defaulting to Jack, but I then slid over to Katie. So, Katie, because she did the 911. The yeah. And then uh, the main reason why I'm picking her is because before they went on a mission, she had to go to the bathroom. And she took care of that problem. <laughs> so, they didn't have to turn the pack around to go back to a bathroom. Because I will be, turn be, this pack be, around. <laughs> being a father's, we understand. <laughs> you ain't there yet. You're still on the diaper. Yeah, You're yeah. still on the diaper. We're, po- we're uh, potty but, training. But, but, yeah. but
0: you know, for me, time to go potty. Yeah. Before you leave the house, but I don't have it. I don't you care. You just go squeeze. Just, just go. Yeah, you, go, just, you go, just go. You go. You go. Sit there for a couple
1: of minutes, and whatever Figure happens, happens. Out. Come on. Yeah. So it, it, the, jokingly, the 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 bathroom thing, but I also was like. No, that's great. Yeah. She knew that she's like, no, I'm going to have a problem in a half hour if I don't have a problem. Yeah, if I have, if I deal with a situation now, it's going to delay two minutes as opposed to a big problem in 15 minutes. I don't
0: have the disintegration power anymore. I can't handle that. So, yeah. so <laughs> yeah. this. let's go ahead and talk about power rankings. Mm-hmm. We need to throw this bad boy onto our list. It's ever growing right now. Number one, we have Power Trip, which is Power Pack number 25. Coming in at spot 25, we have Power Pack... Number 11, which is Problems. That's the first run-in with the Morlocks. And then, of course, we have, down near the bottom of the list, uh, Thor, Marvel Fanfare, Power Pack 34, and X-Factor Annual number 2. Where are we going to put this one here?
1: Uh, Middle or lower is my initial thoughts on it, honestly.
0: I'm going with that. Mm -hmm. Um, We recently did Power Pack 38, which was Little Bull Peep, Lost or Sheep, and that's coming in at 34. Okay. And that's where Julia has her birthday <laughs> present stolen by the Mean Girls. Yeah, the
1: Mean Girls um, and they're ridiculous. This is,
0: this is close to a kind of everyday thing, especially yeah. with Alex and, the, and his in the club. So both I have actually
1: both have bad choices and ideas, yeah, and they're kind of they're quasi solos. Yeah,
0: I actually think I like
1: this one better than Little Bo Peep. Are you really? kind of
0: with that? A lot? Hmm.
1: Let me think for a second. Yeah, I could be totally down with that. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's, so let's, we'll put it above Little Bo Peep.
0: Well. and... Then we got special effects and crack up. Oh, actually, here we go. Actually, crack up. Uh, Alex discovers crack. There's a crack problem. So we have that one. I think the crack up, the drug issue, is better than this one.
1: Okay, yes. And... I'm, and, I'm trying to decide, because in between those is uh, special effects, which has Sunspot and Warlock. And I know you're not very
0: hot on that one, so I'm really, going to so leave this one up in your hands I know, here.
1: I'm kind of like flopping each one over itself. Mm. I would say that this is better than uh, Sunspot being an idiot. <laughs> Uh, Whatever that comic was called, I think it was Sunspot is dumb.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and say that Power Pack 41 is coming in at spot 33. Yes. Not too bad. Not yeah. too shabby. Thank you, Louise Simonson, for one final issue. Yeah, here thank for now. you
1: so, so much. We uh, respect you and will miss you greatly.
0: And uh, with that, we'll even uh, toast you with mm-hmm. our final thoughts on this beer. Which, of course, was Everybody Wants Some. I think I forgot to mention this at the beginning, but this is brewed and canned for Hoof Hearted Brewing at Great South Bay
1: Brewery. What do you think? Uh, the citrus aroma on the uh, when you smell it has kind of faded to nothing, and it's kind of it's kind of a yeasty kind of yeah smell. It's not bad. It's not what I like. Yeah, but it's not good. It has a, a, I, a distinctive- I like the initial.
0: I like the initial taste I get with it, but then as it hits the rest of my tongue, it just turns sour. It, but not
1: even, not even like a like a, like a like a sour sour, not like a oh Ugh. tart kind of sour, but just like a. Eh. I could say I could say it's a very yeasty lemon, which isn't really yeah. pleasant.
0: Yeah, it's it's not one of my favorites at all. It's got some good points to it, but mm. would I go back and ha- have this again? Nah, I would not. Yeah. What do you got? How many Powerballs do you think are going to give it though?
1: Sub three, two and a half, two, two and a half, somewhere in there, Two and a half? Two and a half. It's, it's
0: Yeah, yeah. uh, I'll see. I'll I'll see your two and a half on that one. Um, Maybe, maybe a little bit lower on a two or two side. But I'm not sure how well uh, somebody who likes IPAs would like this or
1: not. Yeah, I'm not sure because it the flavor like like I've said the flavor profile on it is kind of weird. Yeah, and it's not to us anyway. It's it's not pleasant. Yes. I think we've beaten that one down. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the next part. We haven't really liked this beer, but I know something that will be an excellent palate cleanser. And that is Kit's Perspective, where Rick talks to Carrie, his daughter, about the issue that we just covered. So, Rick and Carrie, cleanse our palate, tell us a tale.
2: Hi, Carrie. Hi, Daddy.
1: How are you doing today?
2: Good, and you?
0: I'm doing pretty good. We are uh, in the middle of this lockdown and social distancing, aren't we?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How you feeling about that?
2: Mm, not too good.
0: Not too good? Why not?
2: It's kind of boring.
0: Yeah, I can understand how spending time with Mommy and Daddy could be boring.
2: No, (laughs) not spending time with Mommy and Daddy. It's just, like, what's the point of having, um, like, a playdate outside if we can't even touch each other?
0: Yeah, that's why we're not doing any playdates outside, right?
2: Nope, not anymore.
0: We still have time to do some things, like read comic books, right? Yep. And what comic book did we read today?
2: A place where Power Pack is outside.
0: <laughs> yes, this touching is true. People, <laughs> this is true. There's there's a lot of Power Pack outside and a lot of Power Pack touching people, isn't there?
2: Very true. What are some
0: of the things that you notice from this book? What are some of the things that happen in this book?
2: Alex keeps mentioning about his stomach hurting.
0: Why does his stomach hurt?
2: Alex's stomach stomach hurts because when he's trying to like care for somebody. Mm-hmm. like help for somebody, it's his stomach like starts hurting and he doesn't really like how it happens.
0: That's true. He he takes a lot of this personally, doesn't he? Yes. What are some of the things that he is worried about?
2: People smoking. Yeah. The, he's also worried about the guns that were being sold too.
0: All of this just is just is yes. a lot, isn't it?
2: Yes. Too much for poor Alex to take.
0: But he's got a new friend, doesn't he?
2: Mr. Yancey.
0: What'd you think of Mr. Yancey?
2: He's pretty nice.
0: Yeah, he was. Good guy. Gave good advice, didn't he?
2: Yeah.
0: Did you like Alex in this issue?
2: Not really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why not?
2: He stopped caring and he started being kind of mean. Yeah, that's true. Especially to Mr. Yancey. Alex made some bad choices, didn't he? Yeah. But he tried. Yes, he did.
0: What do you think about this cover?
2: I don't know. <laughs>
0: do you like it or not?
2: I like it. It's just... I feel like it happened in the
0: Book. yeah it's kind of the first page of the book right
2: basically
0: yeah that's good right
2: yeah okay anything else you want to talk about not really
1: <laughs> okay thank you very much for your time carrie
2: welcome Bye. i love you love you too
1: thank you so very much rick and carrie that was really great always love hearing carrie's perspective on things
2: Time.
0: the meow was for the cat that just entered the room we like to recognize the listeners that take the time to write in or leave us a review this is for episode 51, where we talked about Power Pack 39, Lights, Camera, Action, AJ, Al Sedano, and Resurrections, and Adam and Warlock Thanos podcast, Charles Miller, Charlie Rose, Chris
1: Reeves, My Wife, Cindy Heineken, Comics in the Golden Age, Pull Down Now, Crustacean King 43, Ed 209, Ex Novo Brewing Company, Gary Key, Gibson Gray, Jeff Polier, Jeremy Daw, Kyle Sinelli, thought that the issue 38 was, was an emergency
0: fill-in. He also really liked our Witcher parody and completely lost it with our Vantavastia Vendo Viper jokes. The Long Box Crusade with Delvin the Dark Web
1: Williams. Malcontent79, a.k.a. Batmow's Bike Ears. Mark Grant, who says, Love the show, keep up the great work. Matt Lazowitz in the WMQ Podcast. Max Trevor. Mitch Gillian in the Nerd Out, Portland, Oregon's premier nerd bar. Movie Madness. Mr. Rogers Corps. New Warriors Talk. Nicholas Prom. Dr. Osvaldo Oyola. And the Middle Spaces website. Thomas Fabi, Tim Price, the pod Crasher. Vampit Dobbs. Waffles the dog who likes to live tweet our episodes. X-Men 90s covers. And we have a new Patreon supporter, Jason. Thank you so very, very much, Jason. Jumping Jelly Beans, Jason just joined our Just Journey. Be sure to check out our other shows that we are on. Our junior agent submissions on the MI6 Rookie Agents episodes of On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast.
0: And we have merchandise available at Redbubble. Go to redbubble.com and search for Unpacking the Power of Power
1: Pack. Jeff and Rick Present is a bi-weekly self-produced podcast recorded in front of my cat and my daughter from time to time in Portland, Oregon. If you would like to interact with us through the magic of the internet, you can do so through Twitter at Present our Facebook page, Jeff and Rick present our email address, Jeff and Rick present all one word at gmail.com or at our website, Jeff and Rick present dot Also our YouTube channel at Jeff and Rick present.
0: And if you want to be like Jason, you too can support us at Patreon and listen to some of our awesome, awesome other episodes we do. When we talk about the power pack, all ages comics from the two thousands, you can find us at patreon.com, Jeff and Rick present all one word. Also, we support the Hero Initiative, and we donate 10% of all of our Patreon donations to that great cause. If you'd like to find out more, go to www.heroinitiative.org and donate, please. Come on. i do it. Wait, I do do it.
1: You, in fact, do do it. Please rate and review us wherever you can. Tell your friends about us or share your love for us on social media.
0: And as always, we want to thank the powerful people in our packs. My wife, Cindy, and our daughter, Carrie.
1: My fiance, Hillary, and our daughter, Aurora. We love you. Until next time. Costumes, costumes off.
0: Our theme music is 80's action. Also featured in this episode is Noise Attack. All music is by Kevin MacLeod and thecompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by attribution for license. Because you deserve it.
1: <laughs> uh, that's good. That's what you're going with? Sure. Okay. Schrecht. <laughs> i like how we can just do anything we but, want to but <coughs> no but, is great. that you,
0: you think, got a problem with my voice
1: not at all look look here i will make
0: you look at the bunnies again <laughs> people seem to like that Shracked. i need to bone up on my roddy roddy Piper viewing. although i do know that he wasn't an episode of highlander the tv show
1: oh seriously yes i didn't even know that oh yes
0: it's an all right one.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's ringing praise. He was in an episode of The Love Boat.
0: There you go. Yeah. <laughs> There's a Venn diagram. He, yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs>
1: from Highlander <laughs> to, to The Love the Boat.
2: boat. Shracked.
0: Uh, uh except for the one killed. Yeah. He ain't running. <laughs>
1: That's where you're going with that. How dark and terrible! <laughs> you know that dead guy's got terrible time on his marathon. I mean, he, I mean, I mean, come on! It's a fifty yard sprint. You could pick it up, hustle come, a little. Come on, we're waiting. Come on, we can't go home until somebody crosses the finish line. Dead guy, somebody weekend at Bernie's. This dude.
2: Shracked! <laughs>
1: in the stubbing out of many a butt,
0: the leader of the cigarette pack has. Heh, see what you did there.
2: Shracked.
1: Some people just want to watch the, the children t- in a basement burn.
0: Shracked. The detached and grave drum.
1: Degraved. Mm, yeah. Not degrave. The, yeah. They didn't
0: yeah, yeah, dig it, it d- up from d- the yeah. earth.
1: Listen, they didn't go to Boot Hill and mm. find the freshest corpse?
0: Shracked. I may be dumb, but I'm not stupid.
1: <laughs> These Robin Williams' friends from Mrs. <laughs> Doubtfire? All right. He's a smoker. What Apparently, jeez, he's a... he,
0: he actually was smoking cloves. <laughs>
1: He's a a multi-pack-a-day kid. He's like, What do you want from me? (laughs) What do you want from me? I'm 13.
2: I've been smoking Marlboros for the past 10 years.